0: Hello, I am Chad Queen and I'd like to welcome you to another action-packed episode of the Advanced Consulting Group Podcast from Nationwide. If you've missed our last few episodes, then you really owe it to yourself and all of humanity to go back and give those a listen. We had Chuck Rolfe talking about the history of ERISA, uh, the Department of Labor and reasonable compensation and Jake Visaki and Dave Smucker join me to discuss transitioning from an entity purchase by sell agreement to a cross-purchase agreement. Today we welcome another newcomer as we are excited to have Ann Marr from the Advanced Consulting Group on to talk about non-qualified deferred compensation and we'll get a little more on the nose with some questions about Supplemental Executive Retirement Plans or SERPs. But first, I have to tell you that federal income tax laws are complex and subject to change. Anything discussed in this podcast is based on current interpretations of the law and is not guaranteed. Nationwide, its employees, agents, brokers, and registered representatives do not give legal or tax advice and you should consult an attorney or competent tax professional for answers to specific questions as they apply to your situation. And here we go! Today, I am joined by Ann Marr. Anne has over 25 years of experience in financial services and has been with Nationwide for the past two. Much of her focus is on qualified and non-qualified retirement plans, split-dollar arrangements, and other executive benefits.
1: Hi, Chad. Hi, Ann.
0: <laughs> Ann has her bachelor degree from that school up north, which we will not name because we are in Ohio, and her JD from Northwestern School of Law of Lewis & Clark College in beautiful Portland, Oregon. She currently holds the Chartered Life Underwriter and Charter financial consultant designations. Hi again, Ann. Hi. Uh, let's talk non-qualified deferred compensation. In regard to a small business, what is the reason behind offering such a benefit?
1: Well, these types of plans are um, used by all types of businesses and all sizes. So it's not just for small businesses. Um, most large companies have these types of plans as well. And what they're used for is to recruit retain and reward key executives or key employees' top talent. Uh, This is an additional benefit normally over and above a qualified plan. They are different from a qualified plan in that an employee's benefit could be at risk if the employer uh, declares bankruptcy or becomes insolvent. So how do they work? Well, in its most basic form, you have an agreement between an employer and an employee and the employee is permitted to defer receipt of current compensation to a later date. Oftentimes the employer will match that contribution or the employer could also make an additional discretionary contribution to that plan. The employee will not pay taxes on the amount that he or she defers until it's actually distributed from the plan at retirement or some other um, chosen date in the future.
0: Okay, so let's say I'm an executive with a small business and my company has proposed to me uh, the possibility of a Defined Contribution Supplemental Executive Retirement Plan, or SERP. Uh, What is that?
1: A SERP is really just a non-qualified deferred compensation plan. And we call them SERPs usually if it's only the employer who is crediting the employee's account. So the employee is not deferring any of his or her own compensation. The employer credits an account for the employee and it's usually credited with earnings at either a stated rate or based on some indexes. And then when the person retires, when the employee retires, they get paid those retirement benefits.
0: Great, what is the benefit to the employer and the employee with these plans?
1: Well, for, from the employer's perspective, they can offer these plans, as I said earlier, to recruit, reward, or retain employees. And the way that you retain those employees is by adding a vesting schedule to the employer's contribution. From the employee's perspective, Normally, this would be an employee who is earning maybe 200000 or more per year. They're not able to save any more than $18,000 in a 401k plan. So this gives them an additional amount of retirement income so that they can maintain their current lifestyle through their retirement years.
0: And how are non-qualified plans usually funded? And what are the accounting concerns employees should be aware of?
1: Great questions. I'll talk about funding first. Under ERISA, a non-qualified plan can't actually be formally funded. That means that any assets purchased by the employer are going to be in the employer's name, paid to the employer. The employees can have no interest in those assets whatsoever. And furthermore, the benefits that an employee is accruing under the plan could end up being lost if the employer were to declare bankruptcy or become insolvent. All of the participants in the plan are merely unsecured general creditors when it comes to those benefits. However, most employers do purchase some type of asset, those assets remain in their name, and it's usually either corporate-owned life insurance, which we generally refer to as COLE, even though you may not be a corporation, uh, you may be a sole proprietor, partnership, it's still often referred to as COLE. The policies are owned by the employer, payable to the employer. The employer owns all of the cash value. The beauty of cash value life insurance for this type of funding is that the cash values are growing on a tax-deferred basis. They would only become taxable if the employer surrendered the policies and there was a gain in those policies. The employer also collects the death benefits when the participants, who are usually the insured, when they pass away. The other asset that employers quite often purchase would be mutual funds. These are easy to understand. Um, People know how they operate. The downfall to buying mutual funds is that when there's a sale of a mutual fund, which you would do to pay employee benefits, there will be a tax on that sale and short-term and long-term capital gains as well as dividends may be taxable to the employer every year. So there is a tax cost. On the other hand, with corporate-owned life insurance, provided the employer is a taxpayer, so they they actually are paying federal and or state income taxes, the corporate-owned life insurance is going to be a better investment for the employer because of the tax-deferred growth and the tax-free death benefits. With corporate-owned life insurance, the employer can also withdraw cash values to pay benefits to the employees when that time comes, or they can take loans out of the policies. Those withdrawals and loans are going to be tax-free as well. Let's talk about the accounting for a minute. When an employee defers some compensation, whether it's salary or bonus, The employer does not get to take a deduction for that. In the normal course of events, when an employer pays compensation to an employee, that compensation is deductible because it's paid to the employee. When that employee elects to defer it, it's no longer deductible until it's actually paid out of the plan. At that time, the employer can take a deduction for the deferred amounts, plus any earnings that have accrued on those amounts. That's going to be in the future when benefits are paid out of the plan. So there is a cost to setting up a plan. The benefits that are accruing will be set up on the books as a liability on the balance sheet. The assets, of course, are going to be on the books of the company and will be on the asset side to offset uh, those liabilities that are growing.
0: At the time of retirement or death of the employee, what happens?
1: The employer can either pay the employee out of cash value, which can be withdrawn normally from a Coley policy. The employer is permitted to withdraw on a tax-free basis up to the amount of total premiums that they've paid into that policy. And then they can pay the employee and at that time the employee recognizes the income as taxable, it's W-2 compensation, and the employer gets to take a deduction for the entire amount that is paid to the employee. Eventually the employer will collect a death benefit when that employee, who's now a former employee, passes away. So the employer is able to recoup some of the cost of the benefit plan to those employees that are participants.
0: What kind of companies are defined contribution SERPs best suited for?
1: All companies can have a defined contribution SERP, provided they are profitable, they're stable, and they've been around for a while, and they're ready to make a long-term commitment to a plan like this.
0: So a startup probably would not choose to go this route.
1: That's right. You would not really even talk to a startup company about this type of plan. It's for uh, some company that's been around, I would say, at least five years. And they are profitable now.
0: Are there risks to the employee?
1: There are risks to the employee. If an employee deferred some of his or her compensation into this plan, there is a risk of forfeiture in the event that the employer is insolvent or bankrupt.
0: And is there anything about SERPs that we didn't cover, um, the wholesaler agents or anyone else is listening uh, that they might be interested in knowing?
1: Well, of course, we have lots of materials that explain these in depth. There are a lot of rules around non-qualified deferred compensation plans. Internal Revenue Code Section 409, capital A, is the main statute that applies. It's very complicated, there's a lot of rules, and so if you're thinking about uh, putting in one of these plans, you need to make sure that you are working with a reputable firm that knows how to administer these types of plans.
0: Great. Well, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing here, please leave us a comment on iTunes and subscribe. And we'll be back again soon with another episode. This has been the
2: Advanced Consulting Group Podcast. This recording is not intended by the creators to be used and cannot be used by anybody for the purpose of avoiding any penalties that may be imposed on you pursuant to the Internal Revenue Code. This information contained herein was prepared to support the promotion, marketing, and or sale of life insurance contracts, annuity contracts, and or other products and services provided by Nationwide Life Insurance Company. This recording is not designed or intended to provide financial, tax, legal, accounting, or other professional advice, because such advice always requires consideration of individual circumstances. If professional advice is needed, the services of a professional should be sought, since neither the company nor its representatives give legal or tax advice. Federal Tax law. Are complex and subject to change. As you or your client's personal situations change, for example, marriage, birth of a child, or job promotion, so will your or their life insurance needs. Care should be taken to ensure these strategies and products are suitable for long term life insurance needs. You should weigh objectives, time horizon, and risk tolerance, as well as any associated costs before investing. Also, be aware that market volatility can lead to the possibility of the need for additional premium in the policy. Variable life insurance has fees and charges associated with it that include costs of insurance that vary with such characteristics of the insured as gender, health and age, underlying fund charges and expenses, and additional charges for riders that customize a policy to fit your client's individual needs. Before investing, understand that annuities and or life insurance products are not insured by the FDIC, NCUSIF, or any other federal government agency and are not deposits or obligations of guaranteed by or insured by the depository institution where offered or any of its affiliates. Annuities and or life insurance products that involve investment risk may lose value. Federal income tax laws are complex and subject to change. The information in this recording is based on current interpretations of the law and is not guaranteed. Neither Nationwide nor its employees, its agents, brokers, or registered representatives gives legal or tax advice. You should consult an attorney or competent tax professional. for answers to specific tax questions as they apply to your situation. All guarantees and protections are subject to the claims-paying ability of Nationwide Life Insurance Company and do not apply to variable underlying investment options. Investing involves market risk, including risk of loss of principal. Before selecting any product, please consider objectives and needs, including cash flow and liquidity needs, and overall risk tolerance and time horizon, as well as any associated costs. Annuities and life insurance products are underwritten by Nationwide Life Insurance Company and Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company, Columbus, Ohio. The general distributor for variable annuity contracts and variable life insurance policies is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA. Nationwide, the Nationwide and Eagle, and Nationwide is on your side. Our service marks of Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company.